Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today is Anzac Day, one of the greatest days on the Rugby League calendar. Absolutely love this day. We've got the New Zealand Warriors and the Melbourne Storm taking each other at 7pm. But before that, we've got arch rivals, the Sydney Roosters and the St. George Illawarra Dragons going head-to-head from 4pm at the SCG. This one has been a staple of my rugby league life uh, since I was born, essentially, going up to the SFS, watching the Roosters take on the Dragons, and there has been some absolute crackers uh, over the last 20-odd years between these two. And we're just going to take a little trip down memory lane uh, to have a look at some of these games. We actually did this podcast last year, so if you've been listening to it for a while, uh, you will recognize a lot of these moments. But these are just the moments that are special uh, for me growing up and being at the SFS and watching these moments live between the Roosters and the St. George Illawarra Dragons. It's one of those games where no matter what's going on, who's in, who's out, the form of both teams, whatever it is, form sort of goes out the window with this game. It's sort of, I, I think I heard Brian Fletcher say that it's it's like playing a semi-final in April, which is just uh, crazy when, 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 when you can see how hard it is to get to um, the calibre of a finals game and, and to do it this early in the year between these two clubs, sensational to see. The Roosters, they're sort of finding their feet so far this year. The Dragons, I think they're better than what they've shown this year. Uh, so really excited for this one. I think it's going to be a cracking game. And I think we can add, well, I think we can potentially add another moment to this podcast this afternoon. I think we've got something special lined up here. Even the times where... You think you know what the result's going to be on Anzac Day, and it looks pretty straightforward. There's always something happening. There's always a special moment that breaks these games open um, that, that we always will remember. So super keen for this one. As I said, very similar this podcast to the one we dropped a year or so ago on Anzac Day. But listening back to it this morning, honestly, it gave me goosebumps, and I thought it would be perfect to drop it for you guys again, going through some of my favorite moments from the last 10 or 15 years from the Anzac Day clash between the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Sydney Roosters. Fast play the ball. Fiend, Raymond, Raymond again, gives it to 
The year was 2012. The St. George Illawarra Dragons, they'd obviously beaten the Sydney Roosters just two years previous in the 2010 Grand Final. And the Dragons, they were starting to lose troops from that premiership victory now. They were starting to pay for their success. Uh, the Roosters floating along all right. Handy little side. Braithen Astor was the captain of this side. Still Mitch Pierce at seven. Todd Carney had moved on by this point. And uh, it was obviously the year before the Roosters won the premiership, before Sonny Bill Williams, Michael Jennings, James Maloney arrived. But this Anzac Day in 2012, this game, was unbelievable. And, you know, most of the action was in the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, scores were pretty tight. I believe that the Roosters scored to go in front. It was 18-16 to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, I believe. And they get a ball out of dummy half that hits Mitchell Pierce's... Um, left shoulder, it skims off him, and you know, when this happens, a rebound, everyone freezes still for that second, and it lands in the arms of Braithen Astor, and he bursts through to score. He scores that try. The Roosters go up. They're up by six points, and then uh, the Roosters, they go over the try line again, and it's at this point that he gets held up or something, and I'll, I'll never forget sitting there watching it. Jamie Soward goes up to the referee, absolutely loses the plot, screaming, yelling, swearing at the referee, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the referee, and fair enough too, gives a penalty right in front. So the Roosters, they go up by eight points. And there's about four minutes left. And then absolute anarchy kicks in. It is crazy what happens over the next four minutes of rugby league. Simply unbelievable. The Dragons kick off. Now, Benny Hornby, he kicks it to the uh, 40-meter line on the left-hand side. Jason Nightingale go, go, goes up for it. He comes down with it. Now, Nightingale catches it on the 40-meter line off a short kickoff on the left tram line, and he does that awkward sort of scoot he does through the middle. He throws one pass. I believe he hits Matty Pryor on just about the other right-hand side tram line. He goes through untouched. So all of a sudden, an eight-point lead with the Dragons kicking off. They scored in one play. They regathered the kick. They threw one pass, and they scored. All of a sudden, they're only down by two points. Jamie Sauer throws over the conversion, and then you can see the Dragons. They're coming down the other end. They're getting themselves ready to have one final throw at the stumps here. Obviously, they're down by two points. A field goal, which they would normally go for in this situation if scores were tied, with Jamie Sauer in the team hardly missed any field goals. Jamie Sauer, extremely reliable, but they didn't have that option. So they're either hoping for a penalty or they're trying to put themselves over for another another try and another Anzac Day miracle here an unbelievable play Nathan Fien he shoots out he hits uh, Michael Wayman he's already scored a try in this game he's coming the unders line back at the sticks it looks like he's going to score and he turns his body and he gets his right arm free beautiful offload straight to Benny Cray one of the Dragons greats and he dives over to the left hand side of the sticks the Dragons, they win it by four points. Soward converts that one. An unbelievable game. you got to remember, with only four minutes left, they were down by eight. They were down by eight because they gave away a penalty in their own in goals. Jamie Soward spraying the referees. Um, a crazy game of football. The way it finished was unreal, but there was a couple of tries in this game as well that... I will never forget. There's one by Anthony Minicello, which I think it's one of the better tries ever scored. I think it's probably the one of the best tries in Anthony Minocello's career. It's incredible. Piercey puts this bomb up. It's going to land on about the five meter. You see Minocello, you see Brett Morris coming at each other 100 miles an hour. They both leap in the air. And Minocello, he comes down with the ball, scores under the sticks. An unbelievable try on Anzac Day. But it was Ben Cray who stole the show this day. It's not the only time the Dragons got home late. The Roosters have done it as well. But this is one in 2000. 2012 that I will never forget. I wouldn't be shocked if today he goes a similar way, comes down to the last few minutes, because this is how these games tend to go. Let's dive into our next Anzac Day classic moment.
Anzac Day 2004, another brilliant game of footy between the Roosters and the Dragons. And, of course, the footage you just heard, of course, Brad Fittler, one of the greatest tries of his career, probably the favourite one out of his career for me. Obviously, it was his last season of rugby league. It was his last Anzac Day as well, 2004. And at that point, there was 20 minutes to go. The Roosters were down 8-2, yeah. Uh, Rishi Simmons had scored early in that game uh, in the, on the left side off a loose ball. I believe he picked it up and scored. Dragons were up 8-2 with only 20 minutes to go, and Freddie comes up with that. And when you watch that play, it's the ball, and there is just nothing on. There is no one in support with him. There's no one on the inside of him. There's no shape anywhere on the field. This is just one up. This is a 33-, 34-year-old just taking the ball up in the 60th minute, puts on his left foot, goes past... Lance Thompson, God rest his soul, gets to Ben Horman, goes left, right, left, bang, see you later. That left foot step, that four. You know, the last 16 years of rugby league had absolutely dominated it like no one we've seen before, and in my opinion, like no one we've seen since. You've got kids, you've got, you know, your Pongers, um, your Benji Marshalls, your Sean Johnson, these sort of guys, these exaggerated steps. Freddie's, at least with Benji and KP, you don't know which way they're going to go. They can genuinely go off either foot. You don't know which way they're going to go. Freddie, he always came off his left to his right, and still no one could get anywhere near him. Ben Hornby at fullback in that moment, he had 25 metres to watch Freddie come at him, go left, right, left. You always knew he was coming off the left, and he is still just nothing he could do about it. An unreal footballer, Freddie. I've spoken about him quite a bit recently, and that's probably my favourite try of all time for him. And some of my favourite commentary, I think this will be one that, um, you know, Ray Rabbits Rowan, we will always remember this commentary when he talks about Freddie Age, shall not weary them. It is just incredible commentary. You hear later in the audio, Peter Sterling say to him, oh, you enjoyed that one, didn't you? Because he just, such a special moment. And this game, of course, it's 8-2. Freddie scores. Uh, they throw over the conversion. Craig Fitzgibbon, it's 8-all. There's still 20 minutes to go, and Matty Head, we'll talk about him later, but he puts in a brilliant kick in this game over to Nathan Blacklock in the right corner. He catches it, just can't get the ball down in time, and um, you know, a turnover there goes to the Roosters, and it's a real momentum changer. Yeah, it probably should have been a try to the Dragons. Nathan Blacklock did enough to catch it. It was a great kick. Just couldn't get the ball down in time. Bumbled it over the dead ball line. Turnover to the Roosters. Uh, they march down the field and Brett Finch being Brett Finch, another sensational moment for him, a guy that you all know I've got a lot of respect for. We've had him on the podcast a few times. He gets it about 20 metres out. Anthony Minicello takes a brilliant scoot, his best mate. He gets to about the 20 metre line. They throw it to Finchy on the left side of the sticks and he comes off his left foot and he die, and, and he fades back to his right foot and he hits it perfectly. We all know how good Finchie hits a field goal. We've seen it do an origin. We've seen him do it a number of times in first grade and this was an absolute belter. Uh, knocks that one over to go up 9-8 and then in the last few minutes they get a penalty that goes their way and Craig Fitzgibbon kicks it. The Roosters come home 11-8 in that one. Um, a cracking game, only two tries scored, as I said. Reece Simmons, the first try scorer in that game, but it was Brad Fittler's try that will never be forgotten. A very special moment in rugby league. Definitely one that I'll never forget. I remember watching that and just... You are just in the presence of greatness. It was such a big play with his team down on one of the biggest days of the year, Anzac Day, and you know how much it means to the Roosters. You know how much it means to the Dragons. And for old Freddie to stand up in that moment on that day in his final game of rugby league, I mean, there's not many 
32, 33-year-olds that would be scoring that try in that moment. Simply incredible. Freddie, he wasn't slow by this point, but he definitely wasn't the spring chicken that was running around 10, 15 years ago either. So incredibly impressive. you got to feel for poor, poor, poor old Ben Hornby. Knew what was coming, but simply couldn't do anything about it. Brad Fittler, an incredible footballer. Big Morley, because he's just not going to move it. But here's a little chip cake. Head, will he get the bounce? He does. Here's a chance. Here's a big chance. Cooper, he's got best on his outside. And he holds it. Does he get it down? The touch jump is over. He slipped. He says he's held up, I think. It's a try. 24 rollers. Our next classic game on Anzac Day came just a year later, 2005. And uh, this is a big one for the Roosters. Brad Fittler, as I said, he'd retired in 2004. And this is a big day. Uh, the Roosters had started all right, nothing special. There was still a big hangover from having no Fittler. They still had a star-studded side, so there was a lot of pressure on this team. And and in this game, the, the thing that I remember about this game, well, the first thing I remember is being out there. And I'm not sure if it was the first year they ever did it or if it's just the first year I remember being there for it. But... They had the choppers fly the trophy in, and I just remember how loud it was there and how the the power and the impact that these choppers had. The grass, it was moving all over the field for 100 metres. I just remember that being an unbelievable thing to see. And, of course, the old SFS has been knocked down now, but... For me, it still is one of the greatest fields of all time. I absolutely love that stadium. You're so close to everything. So when these games happen like this, unbelievable. And all of a sudden, after being down 6-0, they're leading 18-6. And this is where Matty Head, he starts to uh, enter the contest. Now, the next try they scored, I believe it's Hornby that scores again. Matt Head, he gets it down the left edge just outside of the uprights. And he does this sort of banana curl kick. And it lands perfectly. It sort of lands in between the sticks. So what it meant is that the fullback and the winger, I want to say Todd Byrne and Anthony Minicello, they sort of go for the ball. The pads get in the way of both of them. It's an awkward looking kick. It sits up. They both sort of collide with each other. And the ball's just floating above them. And Ben Hornby comes through, scores an unbelievable try, starting to get them back into the contest. And then the moment that you heard in the audio before, this is just one of the greatest tries I've ever seen live. I just absolutely loved this play that was scored. It's 24 to 20. Roosters are up, yeah? So after the Dragons scored first, Roosters got a big lead. The Dragons, they dragged themselves back into it. There's only about three minutes left on the clock. And as you heard in the audio there, 24-20. Matty Head gets the ball on about his 40-meter line. He's going from right to left. He's looking for options. He chipped over. With his left boot, he regathers, and there's just moving bodies all around him. And he throws one of the better balls you will ever see right to left in traffic between people. Hits Matty Cooper. Matty Cooper's got a two-on-one, essentially, but it's with a negative defense, and he just backs himself. He gets over the line. An unbelievable moment. As you heard in the audio, 24-all at this point. It goes up to video referee. They do end up giving it. Matty Head... An absolute masterstroke. Two kicks in these games, in this game, both leading to tries when they're behind to get them back into it. And then all the pressure, once again, falls onto the head of Matthew Head. He's got a converter from the sideline at 24 all to win the 2005 Anzac Day Clash.
getting goosebumps now just hearing that. An amazing moment. I remember being on that side of the field, watching him convert that goal, especially after being in that corner on that side of the field to see Matty Cooper score the try. What a brilliant couple of minutes for Matt Head, a guy that his career didn't go forever. It wasn't overly successful, but that day, that day in history, that day in Anzac Day history, as far as this clash goes, one of the biggest in our game, this day will forever belong to Matty Head. An amazing moment. He's gone into a bit of coaching since, but this is what we will always remember Matty Head for, a brilliant chip over the top, regather, perfect right-to-left spiral pass, hitting Matty Cooper in the corner. And then especially after that, to be able to convert from the sideline is massive. You've got to remember when, and I think it's something we take for granted with these guys, especially with your goal kickers. So like your Adam Reynolds, these sort of guys, Kalen Ponga, that after a try is scored, especially that they're heavily involved in, they are so amped up. They are so hyped. The adrenaline is just so high. And then within 90 seconds, you've got to bring yourself back down. You've got to get composed again. You've got to go into your routine of your goal kicking, which you want to be the same, exactly the same each and every time, whether it's, you know, 4 nil and you're converting from in front or whether it's 24 or on Anzac Day from the sideline to win the game. And Matty Head, he brings himself back down to a middle point. He focuses up and he hits this kick perfectly. An amazing moment from Matty Head. Let's dive into our last Anzac Day memory. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Anzac Day 2017, another absolute blinder of a game of footy here between the Dragons and the Roosters in this game. There's only a couple of minutes left. There's about three minutes left on the clock. The Roosters, they're up 12-6, and I believe from memory, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, they'd lost Gareth Widdop, who was their main man at this time. Everything they did was built around Gareth Widdop, and they've lost him for the game. They've also lost their first-choice goal kicker, and they come up at this moment. Um, I can't remember who the hooker is. I want to say Mitch Rain. He, he, he goes from the left to the right. He puts in a kick. It's an absolute shocker. It gets a rebound. It comes out to Nene McDonald, who, of course, is with the Cronulla Sharks at the moment, playing for Newtown at the moment, I believe. And he gets a ball with just about nothing on. And in one of these situations where normally your winger, he gets it out on his edge, there's nothing on. Everyone's in front of him, so he can't put in a kick. He can't do anything. You just think, okay, Nene McDonald, he'll come into the center of the field. He'll try and get to the black dot. He'll, he'll take a settler, and they'll reset. Nene McDonald just puts his head down, his ass up, and he takes on the entire Roosters side. He beats Sean Kennedy, beats another two. He ends up almost on his head in the in goals and gets the ball down. 
an amazing try in the right-hand side corner of the SFS. It's now 12-10. Only about two minutes left on the clock. As I said, Gareth Whitted was injured. He was off the field at this point. Their normal goal kicker, their main man, their main their main man that they would rely on in crunch moments like this, their next-choice goal kicker. It is, of course, Josh Dugan. Not an overly noted goal kicker, but he steps up and he delivers this moment. Inside the final minute. Whitted has been gone for exactly 40 minutes. Dugan to level. It looks okay. He's got it. He's got it easy. Oh, what a kick. He's got it easy. One of the greatest highlights of Josh Dugan's career, an unbelievable moment. If you get a chance to go back and watch the highlights of this game, watch this kick by Dugan. He hits it like an absolute four-iron. It was a cracker. This sends them to golden point. And unfortunately for the Dragons, they have a play in the first set of six where they get it down the right edge. They're on about halfway, and Josh McCrone kicks it back into center field. And unfortunately, he gets the bounce from hell, and the ball bounces, bounces, bounces. It just keeps going. It eventually rolls dead. They almost score off it. Kurt Mann comes flying through. Blake Ferguson's right on the dead ball line waiting for this ball to go dead. He's blowing it over. It takes one bounce on the line and the Roosters, all of a sudden this game turns around very quickly. They've now got a seven tackle set in Golden Point with the wind behind them and this is where the Roosters click into gear. This set goes something like Ferguson, Tupu, Cordner, Warrior Hargraves. Cordner takes it again. Then the ball goes back to Mitchell Pearce and he steps up in one of the biggest moments of his career. Bill Collier, Anzac medalist, is Mitchell Pearce. 2017 Anzac Day, like all the others, it did not disappoint. I have no doubt today, 2021 Anzac Day, it will be another cracker. You've got three games of footy today. I can't wait. You're kicking off with the Manly Seagulls and the West Tigers. Headline there, of course, Tommy Trevojevic. He is back, and he was back with a bang last week. I'm expecting another big game out of him on a big day on our calendar. Then you've got the Roosters and the Dragons. The uh, the best day, the best game on Anzac Day for me. It's always a cracker. I am going to take the Roosters in this one, but I think it's going to be extremely close. That won't shock anyone. And then you've got the Melbourne Storm taking on the New Zealand Warriors. I believe the Melbourne Storm will get the win there. It's going to be a cracking day of footy. Have a great day, guys. Thank you.